this is Mel from Just Teachers and welcome to our first ever CPD podcast recording. Welcome back to our CP podcast. In this short episode, episode three, our SEMH expert Chris gives advice on how teaching and support staff can work with children and young people with special educational needs. This will include taking a deeper dive at looking at inclusive education and how to practice this in a learning environment. Hi, Chris Armand here again. Um, this session we're going to be talking about special educational needs and how we support pupils with special educational needs. I think first of Foremost, it's important to explain what special educational needs are. And basically, this means that the pupils have significantly greater difficulty in learning than the majority of children of the same age or, or have a disability which prevents them from making use of those education facilities provided for children of the same age in school. Pupils with special educational needs will be supported by the school in various ways. Um, extra time, extra support, differentiation in resources. As the pupil has an increasing level of SEND, you might find that, that, that a school has to apply for an education health and care plan, um, which sets out an illegal framework. The extra support and resources uh, that need to be provided for the pupil to maintain the placement within that educational setting. Some pupils' needs cannot be met in a mainstream setting. If that's the case, they will be in a specialist setting and in order to access a specialist setting, you have to have an education, health and care plan. I think it's important to recognise that all teachers are potentially teachers of SEND. You may have children or and, and, and teaching assistants are there to support uh, pupils with SEND because you may have pupils in your class that as of yet are undiagnosed and their need hasn't been recognised, certainly in primary schools and the lower end of the early years as they're coming into the educational system, that's possibly the first time that many of these SEND needs are noticed. So I think it's important to understand that, that, that good teaching for SEND is actually good teaching for all children and it's not different teaching. And as such, it's critical that, that all staff who work with pupils uh, are given training in how to support children with SEND teaching assistants and teachers. Um, it's not like an, an, ex, an optional extra, it's not an add-on. It's part, it's good practice uh, and it's a priority to understand how to teach children with SEND. Because as we said earlier, good teaching for SEND is good teaching for all. I think as a society as a whole, we're getting better at including people with, with learning and physical disabilities. Although there's obviously still a way to go in that. And it can be an issue in, in schools. How do we put SEM provision at the forefront for planning when you've got declining budgets and declining resources and then how do we deploy these resources to meet the needs of every pupil within our classroom. Next, Chris will discuss inclusion and inclusive practices within education. This will include what inclusive education actually means, the theory behind inclusive education and how inclusion works within a learning environment. 
Our PDF download pause point document provides lots of supporting content and links to useful resources which will help in your understanding of inclusive practices in education. I want to talk a little bit now about inclusive education. We hear that phrase all the time about inclusive education. What does it actually mean? Um, and, and the definition has changed over the years. Uh, originally, it was, it was just about improving access for pupils with SEND um, to mainstream education. Uh, and it's developed and, it, and it's moved on now. So it, it's gone past that access and it also now has to take into account the participation and progress of pupils. It's okay saying, oh, they've got the access to it, but they've got to be able to be, be a, a part of that process as well. And there's a quote that says, you know, inclusive education embraces the view that individual difference is a source of diversity which can enrich the lives and learning of others. It's not just about the access for that pupil and their participation. I think it's important to realise that working with children with SEND requires patience, empathy and the willingness to adapt to individual needs. And these aren't skills that are just in the educational world. These are transferable skills, these are personal qualities that, that are transferable from many different walks of life that mean that you are an ideal person potentially to work with a pupil um, or pupils with uh, with SEND. However, once we've got those individual qualities, then that little bit of learning and, and research into understanding the different conditions such as autism, ADHD, dyslexia, physical disabilities means that you'll be better placed to be able to make those reasonable adjustments and, and to understand the, 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 the pupils' behaviours and why they do what they do and why they say what they say. And you can help provide that targeted support um, that caters for those unique learning environment, individual learning requirements within within the whole, whole classroom setting. It might be, on a practical level, you might be adapting resources, adapting visual aids, pupils need a different colour paper or that one-to-one -one support or that positive reinforcement technique because I think it's important to recognise and, and we are beginning to recognise as a society that some people's brains just work differently uh, but that doesn't mean it's wrong, it's just different. I think it's important to, to realise that one size doesn't fit all uh, when it comes to teaching, learning, assessment uh, and being inclusive is not just allowing pupils into the classroom but also finding ways to empower them to learn and flourish when they're there and it's less about focusing on the difficulties or barriers that a person might have and more about dismantling those barriers that society has created um, that impede them from realising their potential. How does it work in a learning environment? It just means looking out for and, and removing anything that might prevent any child from, from reaching their potential. It, like we said earlier, it could be something really simple as the colour of the paper on which the, the tasks are printed. Um, it could be about giving them different ways of approaching a task, multiple different ideas uh, and supporting them in their choice. It could be alternative forms of assessment. It's about looking at, at the teaching and learning strategies for the whole class and drawing on each individual strengths and, and trying to offset those challenges that they face. I think, and as, as we said earlier, that's why it's important that we do understand and, and do a little bit of research and understanding of, of all the different conditions that are out there so that we're knowledgeable and we're empathetic uh, to those individual needs of the pupils and that puts you in a better place to support them if we have an understanding of what drives them and what motivates them. I think inclusion is about how we structure our whole school, uh, our classrooms, 
and our lessons so that all pupils um, can learn and participate together. Um, an inclusive classroom is one that creates that supportive environment for all learners, including those with the learning differences and also challenge those gifted and talented um, learners. Some experts have suggested that if we taught all children as if they were autistic, we would first of all do no harm. Secondly, would improve all outcomes for all children. And thirdly, would improve outcomes of autistic children even more. So referring back to what we've already said, you know, teaching assistants and teachers who are knowledgeable about working with children who have SEM can create an inclusive and supportive learning environment for all their students um, by, by promoting acceptance and understanding of individual differences. Um, professionals foster that sense of belonging and improve the social emotional well-being of children with SEM and without. And that inclusivity uh, means respecting people from all backgrounds and cultures uh, by teaching pupils how important that is. Um, by doing so, you know, we, we create that more tolerant and understanding environment, hopefully not just in the classroom, but in the school and also in, in the wider society. I think ultimately uh, an inclusive school an inclusive classroom uh, is only a success when all the pupils in it feel they're valued and feel truly part of that classroom community or that, that school community. Uh, and it only happens through open, honest reflections and, and those discussions about differences and, under, and understanding that we need to respect people from all abilities and backgrounds. And then ultimately we get that inclusive environment uh, where everyone is and feels valued and respected. Thank you for, for listening to me this podcast and I look forward to speaking to you again shortly and for the next CPD topic. However, in the meantime, um, please make sure that you follow the link provided to you by your educational consultant to complete the online learning.